This is the High Line. Are you looking for a NASCAR podcast that doesn't hold anything back? Tells you how it is? Like you want to hear it? Well, guess what? The High Line is the place for you. Two guys, two rednecks, two God-fearing, loving Americans talking about cars going in circles with no strings attached. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Episode... 13. 13. Of the Highline. Lucky number 13. Presented by Anchor. Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Thank you, Anchor. Trent Davis and Raleigh Embry back at you again this week. Post Talladega. Woohoo! Praise hell, praise hell, baby. Well, it was a bad weekend for you, but I had a pretty good race. Pretty good race. It was average. Average? It was an average restrictor, well, tapered spacer race. Tapered spacer race. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. I watched. That's, that's terrible. That's just terrible, terrible, terrible. Charles Barkley. That's you're you're awful at that. It's that's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. You're terrible. How was your weekend? Terrible. <laughs> Good one. It wasn't too bad. Um, watched some short track racing Saturday night down at Anderson Motor Speedway. Watched some big track racing Sunday day at. Sunday day <laughs> at Talladega Super Speedway. The bu- well, oh yeah! By the way, we're coming at you live from the Bushlight Studios. Uh, I'm just kidding. Don't know about all that. <laughs> no, that'd be no. nice. It'd be nice, but no, not not, not yet. yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so watch watched um, watch the race on on Sunday on an iPad while driving to Aiken. Uh, I was driving to work for to, some work stuff. The, end of the race that was very difficult i uh, i did get catch the uh second half of stage two and then the rest of stage three by the time i got to the hotel but um by that point i didn't really want to watch race anymore but um why, why is that <laughs> well um for those of you that didn't watch the race chris busher got wrecked on like he lap got seven destroyed it was some bullshit. it wasn't lap seven it was it was pretty far into stage one but I can't yeah. remember exactly what lap it was, but what happened again? Daniel Hemrick broke. Yeah, Hemrick broke, and Reddick got collected somehow, and then got shot up. I think Hemrick got shot back up the track. Shot uh, it through the window. And uh, Chris Busher was just wrong place, wrong time. And uh, Hemrick caught on fire. Reddick's day was done. Um, Busher's day was done. So. And then uh, Brad had braking issues, so he couldn't he couldn't ever get her wound down getting on pit uh, pit road for twice green flag pit stops. So he he sped twice getting in uh, to the pits, which ruined his day. He had had a he'd had I don't know if he'd have won the race, but he'd have a a pretty good finish. He's um, a dumbass. It wasn't him. It, the they uh, the car there's something wrong with the uh, rear brakes. They kept locking up. Um, when he's trying to get into pit road, Let's so he blame the car. He couldn't get it slowed down. Not the driver. Um, well, usually you don't make the same mistake twice. Um, Denny Hamlin's done that a lot. Yeah, Brad Keselowski's not known for speeding on pit road. Though. No, he's used to just missing pit road, driving through his crew dr- crew guys. Remember yeah, that at Pocono? Well, once or twice. <laughs> it, it, it <laughs> took his Jackman out, yeah, sent him over to turn happen. one. It'll happen again. That was a car issue, if I'm not mistaken. The brakes weren't. No, working. Brad just don't know how to get down pit road uh, properly. Yeah, yeah it's, that's he's a, he's ass. Yeah, he's ass. He's ass. But uh, yeah, so it was a bad day for me. Um, 
compounded by the fact that Austin Dillon finished second in the race. So about one the damn thing. Uh, yeah, well, to be <laughs> fair, he probably should have finished eighth, but uh, <laughs> where did your guy finish? There eighth? was some wild shit that happened uh, yeah. in the tri oval. So um, some some folks, including your winner, got lucky. Yeah, I uh, had a pretty good weekend. Uh, I mean, all things considered, I worked all weekend. So um, I pretty much I'd, I'd get home after work at about seven thirty in the morning, go to sleep to about. 3.30, watch the Xfinity race on Saturday. It's a pretty good race. Um, I hate when uh, super speedway racing comes down to field mileage, though. I hate that. I feel sorry for old Justin. He probably should have won the race, but ran out of gas. Denny ran out of gas on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how that happened. But then went to work on Saturday night, came home Sunday morning, slept about 3 o'clock. I probably missed the green flag, but I woke up about two laps in, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was not the, it wasn't the best holiday race I've ever seen, but it wasn't the worst. Um, it felt like you couldn't build runs on that outside lane. Hardly it was a fight for the bottom. Yeah, it was hardly, you could hardly ever do anything on the top side. I'm, now, I, I, I have a little bit of a, what's it called, a... Uh, a devil's advocate here because people say like it was just you couldn't pat you couldn't get runs on the top unless you were like tight 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 but what i say is though I'll, most of the race was dominated by who the hendrick the hendrick cars and i think they were strong strong so if if you take them out and you put just random people up front at the front of that bottom line i don't think the outside has much of a problem getting that that lane built well, and a, contending for the lead as it showed on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. There was a couple guys um, that were really, really strong that could challenge up front with the Hendrick guys. There wasn't a lot. Um, I, Bubba Wallace, I think, he had a fast I, car. I think Bubba probably had the best car outside of the Hendrick cars, um, which it is what it is on that. <laughs> um, but uh, so Bubba, Bubba was really good. Um I mean, Ross had a good car. He wasn't. He wasn't a great. He wouldn't. I don't think he had the the best car in the field. But as you know, it don't matter <laughs> at Talladega. He Bob didn't have a car at all. Yeah. Um. Which uh, earlier I, in the race, there's a possibility that I will be talking about that later on. <laughs> um, I still haven't quite decided. I've got one from Saturday that I'm also thinking about throwing on there. Saturday. Um. Oh, I, but, I know uh, who that is. But I know who you are. <laughs> Uh, the funny thing is, I always forget that guy's name, Marty Marty Reed. Marty Reed, yeah. yeah. Um, he was he's a he's one to forget. Yep, um, not good. So is Dale Jarrett, apparently. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there no, was. No, it was Andrew Petrie. Forgot was, it was Andy Petrie. Forgot his name. Pretty sure. Yeah, because he was it talking, one of the two. Yeah, because they were both two. out there. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a couple guys that could compete. You know, drive up there, but. They couldn't really pass them. It was mm -hmm. just they kind of stayed with them. Yeah. Uh, even Bubba, who I think had the one of the top five cars in the race, he couldn't really do it. But uh, it was like I said, it was an all right. It was a watchable race. If it came on tomorrow, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But um, what I, what I enjoyed is it wasn't four or five overtimes, mm -hmm. wrecks after wreck after wreck. Is that to be honest with you? I mean, I would have probably 
Not what I wanted to caution that last. I know you did, <laughs> but I'm saying like it. It was kind of refreshing not to have four or five overtimes, and it just looked freaking like amateurs out there. It was racing. It was the first caution-free final stage at a super speedway since stage racing has been implemented. Really? Mm-hmm. The first time it's is gone. that your Larry McNugget? Yes, yeah, my McNugget <laughs> for the week. It's the That's first time they've gone caution-free in the final stage at a super speedway since stage racing was implemented, which. Hmm. It's a good thing. Yeah. Um, you won't get that in uh, in October when they race. They'll be racing like freaking maniacs nope, for the you playoffs. Won't, you won't get it in September at Daytona. That was in August. It's in August. It might be the last end week of, end of August. August. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah, so. Give us your uh, results, finishing results, in case you live under a rock. Uh, Number one, Carl won the race again. Yeah, Ross Watermelon Chastain. man. Second win of the year. Watermelons taste good in Talladega, too, apparently. Apparently, they do. Uh, <laughs> Austin Dillon lucked into a second place. Backed into one. Um, you had... Bing bong! Kyle Busch um, finished third. Ass. Uh, Kyle Larson finished fourth. This is his first top, top five ever at a super speedway. Yep. Eric he, Jones, also another one that had a really strong Oh, yeah, he should have won the race. Probably should have won the race. Uh, I was cheering for him at the end, man. Me I too. Him to win it. Chase Elliott, um, which was probably the worst Hendrick car Dude's all day. Dude's ass. Finished seventh. <laughs> Michael McDowell, my pick, finished eighth. Good run for him. He was nowhere to the end. Which is why I picked him. Um, Alex Bowman finished ninth. Uh, and Harvick with, I think, his second top ten of the season? No, he's had two before. He finished second at Richmond and finished, like, sixth at Phoenix. I forgot about Phoenix. Um, other notables, Justin Haley uh, with a 12-place run. Good for him. He could have won the race, but they kind of booted him out towards the end. You uh, know what he was doing. Corey LaJoy with a top 15. He finished 14. Michael McDowell screwed him, just dumping him on the last yeah. stretch. Shit happens. Um <laughs> Bubba finished seventeenth, uh, wrecked hard at the end of the race. It didn't look that bad, but he said it was one of the worst ones. Well, he's a bitch, so who knows? <laughs> um, I feel that one at Pocono in twenty eighteen was bad when yeah. the brakes went out. Yeah, that one that was rough. Shit was rough. Um, Denny in eighteenth, Christopher Bell and Brad Keselowski were fighting for the lucky dog in that final stage. Christopher Bell got spun out by Kyle Busch on pit road. Uh, and Brad Keselowski uh, sped twice, twenty <laughs> second for. Hey, that makes sense for speeding twice. You get twenty second. Uh, hit twenty third for uh, Keselowski. Actually, uh, Bell was twenty second. Oh, sorry. Um, Suarez wrecked out. Finished thirty first. Logano got dumped by Bubba. And I don't think I, he got it wasn't. Dumped. It wasn't Bubba's fault. No. It was just a racing deal a there. It was Martin's fault, if you're going to be honest with it. He's yeah. trying to he's slowing down, trying to get that lane together. Yeah. Ty Dillon finished 33rd. Um, Claimed I, it, uh, great Pete, interview at the end. I'm starting to like Ty Dillon. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, it was a good interview at the end of the race. It, it didn't make any sense. What do you mean? We're racing. Or it's too early to be doing this. Like, bro, all they did was get going on a restart. What the hell are you talking about? You're just mad because you got in a fucking wreck. Didn't, his interview didn't make any sense. It made sense. Well, uh, bygones, big bygones, I guess. And you can go and get the hell on. Um, <laughs> we talked about uh, Briscoe, Busher, and... Uh, Hemrick. It was Hemrick, not Reddick. Um, That's what I said. I said, I said, I said uh, Reddick. Oh, you said Reddick. Um, Reddick blew up. Uh, there was a couple of those RCR cars uh, that had motor issues. Um, yeah, I got nervous. Because uh, Hammer or 
uh, Reddick blew up, then Hemrick blew up, and then didn't somebody else have a problem that's like a RCR affiliate? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, it wasn't was I, it Rick, Ricky? Ricky's through RCR, is they are they not? Ricky had engine problems. That is that who it was I that had was. an engine issue? Yeah, I think so. And he got a wreck. Uh, but uh, they had the hood up. At some point during the race, I, I know there was there was multiple cars yeah. out of that ECR motor Ty, uh, that Ty. had issues. Well, Ty, I guess Todd didn't. Dylan never had really engine issue. He just got in a wreck. Yeah. But also, Dylan's about the only one that didn't have an engine issue or yeah. any type of issue for RCR. Unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately for me, five five baby. Yeah, blind squirrel. But, well, you know, he likes those nuts. I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Oh man, but. uh yeah, it was a, what what would you rate the race overall? It was a high C, low B. It was a watchable race. I'd, I'd say B, solid race. Um, you know, bias. If Brad Keselowski finished fifth, it'd probably be a high B, B for me. But you know, yeah. That's what I'm saying, man. You you you. We rate these races, and it it matters if, unless you're just like a neutral fan. You're just watching for the racing. It matters where your guys finish. It does. For the race, and for how you grade the race. And that's why if it's the most boring race in the world, if Jeff Gluck puts his pole up, if the most boring race in the world and Chase Elliott wins a race, everybody's going to say it's a good race. Not Even everybody. If it'll be pretty but high. It'll be high, yeah. But um, it it is very dependent on where your guy finishes, that's for sure. It's like, do you remember the, because you're a South Carolina fan, do you remember the, the, uh, the 2013... Palmetto Bowl with Clemson more finally than you do the 2016 Palmetto Bowl with Clemson? Which one do you, which game did you like better? Uh, the 13. Yeah. Yeah, because we won. Yeah, <laughs> and 16, we beat the fuck out of y'all. Yeah. So was that the 72 to, or whatever it was? 56 to 56 7. 56 to 7. Yeah, I looked at time, uh, I had that going, that trend going at 756 in the morning. Mm. <laughs> that was some bullshit. I loved it. But, um, ESPN. ESPN da, da, da. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, it was, it was okay. It was worth a watch. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited for Dover this week. I actually think these cars are going to uh, race well. Go there. in circles? I think they're going to race well at Dover. Why? They, well, uh, I'll talk about that more at the uh, the Dover segment, but okay. it's uh, I've got some ideas on why this is going to work. Okay. What do you think about So we're going to break down the last lap for you and what decisions were made and what decisions were not made. So we'll start off with the leader coming through the trial. Well, coming uh, green, coming green, was uh, Eric Jones. What did you think of his decision to try to block Kyle Larson? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I agree. If you don't block him, he passes you. If you do block him, somebody else is passing you. So, yeah, he yeah. got out too far. Was his problem? Yeah, which I mean, that was Kyle Larson pushing him out there. Yeah. I mean, that's. To be fair, though, it's it, it's it, listen. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but Kyle Larson got into Kurt, and it it you know he, he took Kurt out, and it slowed his momentum down. So if you just stay low right there and stay, he I know probably, I know I listen. I know it's split second decisions here, but if you stay low right there, it's the quickest way around the track, and you just let Kyle get up, and he's gonna duh. Ross might try to dump you, but we've seen all day these cars can take a take mm-hmm. a damn good hit. So I think Eric could have held onto the car. Now Ross could have tried to throw it on the outside at the very end, coming to the checkered. But I think it'd have been too late. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but I think Eric. 
if he stays down low, I think he wins the race. I agree, but you can't. I mean, you can. He probably should have, but split second decision. You, I know. You, 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 you see you're, that guy you're coming? reacting to the guy coming. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't see, see that guy Ross coming. and Austin all together right there behind yeah. him. So. Yeah. But I think that's kind of on Eric Spotter right there. He should sit. Well. Hey, five's coming. Eight, forty-five's coming with the five. Oh, you know, that's how quick it was. Yeah, like it, you, it's, it's hard to tell. At that point, I mean, the spotter, they can help, but it it doesn't matter. I mean, you're gonna yeah. do what you think's best in that point because by the time you get the information, it's already too late. Yeah. At that point, you have to make that decision as you see it, not as the spotter sees it. Um, of course, he helps. And if you have a good spotter, he'll be able to give you that information before it happens, or at least tell you, "Hey, look, look, the five's going to jump outside here. You're out, you're out far. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the back stretch. You got fucking six car links on everybody going into three. Yeah, there's going to be a run coming. He's probably going to be going to the outside. Eric knew that because mm-hmm. uh, he was holding the bottom. So coming through the tri oval, Eric knew what he was going to do. He didn't. He might have known what was happening behind the five car, but. He might not have. So if hard to say. Yeah, if the five if the five car has a five car link lead on Ross or whoever was behind the five at that point, then the block wins him the race. Yeah. But you know, that's if the spotter's telling him, Hey, they're tight behind you, they're coming, mm-hmm. you know, how tight are they? How fast yeah. are they coming? It's it's a difficult it's a and difficult y- thing. And, and to be fair to Eric track. and his spotter well it may not spotter, but to Eric's point bush uh he doesn't know if ross is gonna go with the five yeah ross could go with that five car and push him and then eric screwed regardless mm-hmm. so uh, you can't blame eric jones for that and a lot of people are telling that eric jones should have stayed low it's easy to say that now but you can't uh, me personally you personally we probably would have tried to block Kyle i'm Larson. making that block all yeah day. we're blocking Kyle i'm making Larson that block right all there. day and, and, I know and we're losing the race yeah, because I'm, of it i am so, but i'm gonna throw it up there I wanna, i'm gonna i'm gonna put myself in the position that i think i need to be yeah in. i want to know who in the moment truly will can tell me who would not try to go high and block Kyle Larson. i don't think there's hardly anybody chris Busher probably or, wouldn't <laughs> and he probably won the race uh, <laughs> No, he got penalized and he yeah. got it wouldn't take it away from him. Too low. <laughs> but no, I just, people are saying that Eric Jones made the bad, break, wrong move. Obviously, it's say that yeah after the fact, but in the moment you're just trying to do what you think is the best for you. It's, all you can see is that five car trying to peek outside and pass you for the win. Look, I'm telling you, you right see the now, finish line right right there. I'm telling you right now. Anybody talking shit to Eric Jones doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um. Eric Jones, I'm not saying he's the best race car driver Dude, in NASCAR. he's always up there in the restrictor plate tracks but or the tapered spacer tracks. I'm telling you right now, there are a lot of big teams that have worse drivers than than Eric Jones. And I think the guy driving the 20 car right now is an example. I think he's – if if Eric Jones goes to Stewart, I think he's the best driver there. Um, he's not better than Harvick. He's outrunning Harvick and subpar equipment. I'm not saying overall, right, well, but right now. Yeah. If he goes to Hendrick, he competes he's with not. he's not better than Larson or Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably, <laughs> are they close? Probably not. <laughs> it is close. But he's I ain't gonna lie he's competitive. Close. I mean, oh, yeah. he'd be competitive there. He's doing about as good in that 43 car as he's doing better, anybody else. He's do. doing. He's the best driver I've ever seen in that car in my lifetime. Well, then Richard Petty. Well, in we my lifetime, see, we didn't see Richard yeah. Petty. But um, that car hasn't won a race since. Come on, man! You're sh- you're 99? shitting on uh, Andretti. Yeah, was that the last time they won that race? Was it 99, yeah. 2000? At Martinsville. At Martinsville? Yep. And they lucked into that one. No, no, no. They won at, uh, Eric won at Daytona in July 2014. It was rain shortened, but he won the race. That was the last time that Port 3 car won. Remember that? It's when, um, oh, I know how you remember. It was the, uh, well, it got rained out Saturday night, which usually Duh. it was. But it was when um, Jeff and Tony were trying to push, and I think Jeff turned Tony and then hit Ricky, and they wrecked. They took, like, Junior and Carl, all the big Harvick, Jimmy. Early, right? Early. It was pretty early. Yeah, early. When Jeff hooked Tony. Yeah, I I think Ricky that. was involved in it, too. Were they, they weren't tandeming then, though. No, they? no, no. They were in a pack. Yeah, well, anyways, it's... Uh, oh yeah, that car sucked for a long time, and Eric Jones is making it competitive. Um, yeah. I so, agree. Um, I would like to see him get another shot at a big team. I'd like to see, uh, hopefully, uh, in a blue oval, and uh, hopefully he can take Chris Busher's shot. Uh, sh- I like. I'd, I'd like to see. I think car. I think well, you'd have a better. Listen, I, I don't. I don't. Don't like Chris Busher. I just don't think he's that good of a driver. I think he's fine as a driver. He displayed that in the Xfinity series. I think we have shit equipment. I mean, Brad is when he's had good cars, he's been up in the top five and top ten. Busher's been Busher's on the outskirts. Out, Busher's outran him pretty much every race since Vegas. Didn't Brad outrun him in the? Uh, or they've been right there beside each other. 13th. Richmond, he outran them in Richmond, didn't they? They finished like 13th and 14th together. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because it's just strategy. They messed up the strategy yeah. or something. But anyways, but they were both in the top 10 at Martinsville at the beginning, and they both fell off. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. Brad had a pretty good car at Martinsville and fell off. But, um, but yeah. so with Kyle's decision, what do you think? Did you? Is anything different? He needs to fire us. He needs, yeah, he needs a new spotter. Bond? Yeah, he needs a new spotter. He is wrecking people left and right. Um, He's getting out of control. Which, if y'all remember, that wasn't his first choice um, for a spotter anyway. I can't remember the original guy that he picked, but... They didn't allow it, right? Hendrick didn't allow it because he said something racist on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Ironic. But, but, yeah, so this guy... I mean, he's always... I don't know if he... This guy right here is an all-pro linebacker. He is. He's just a shitty spotter. Um, but, yeah, he's clearing him when he's not clear. Um, now, I want to hear – I haven't heard the radio conversation between Kyle and Tyler. He cleared him. He cleared him? He cleared him. You heard it? He cleared him. Damn shame. It's <laughs> a damn shame. A damn he shame. cleared him. Hey, to be fair, though, Kyle put that Monster Energy car in the wall because Monster tastes like shit. It's not terrible. It's terrible. But uh, Watch my video on that, guys. Yeah. But uh, – Plug alert. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the end of the race. I'm probably doing the same thing. Everybody does at the end of those races. And if you're getting clear, I mean, you don't... Yeah, if you're clear, you're clear. 
It's on the spotter at that point. You can't see out of fucking cars. Yeah. And so. you have a run, which if you don't take, you're not winning the race. Yep. So I don't blame Kyle for it. Um, and then Ross's uh, decision to just I'm not do anything. Yep. <laughs> and he won the race. Sometimes the best move is no move. Yeah. Chase won a race there a couple years ago doing that. Mm-hmm. He just rode the bottom line. Everybody kind of did their own thing and. Bottom line kept going, and he had a couple Chevys behind him, and that's when Kyle Larson flipped his dick off. Yep, on the backstretch, and he won the race. Yep. Sometimes the best move is no move, no move at, all. at all. So. Yes, sir. And coming from Ross, that was shocking that he didn't make any move. Yeah, well, he <laughs> shouldn't have been in that position to begin with, but again, that's, uh, that's another. <laughs> that's uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. To uh, our favorite segment of the week, yes, possibly coming the up. Dover preview. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, so we had a lot of off-track. Well, we had one off-track little topic before this weekend, and then after this weekend we had another one, both involving Joe Gibbs drivers. Yeah. Uh, Which one are you going to start with, the Kyle Busch one? Yeah, we'll start with Busch. All right. So Kyle Busch pretty much said in media days on Friday, talking to the reporters that – I think he was talking to Jeff Gluck. Well, he's talking a whole bunch of – like it was like a whole bunch of people. Was it a scrum? Huh? Was it a scrum? A no, it was like scrum? Noah Lewis. I know he. I, I watched quite a few of his videos on YouTube. I watch him too. Yeah. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So that's what. That's why. That's where I heard it. Um, and one guy asked him, you know, are you getting antsy about, uh, you know, trying to find a, a primary sponsor for next year? And Kyle goes, No, I'm not antsy. You know, if it, uh, if it happens, it happens. If it don't, it don't. Goodbye. And so then, obviously, reporters are gonna go with goodbye. Like, does that mean you're gonna retire? And then he goes, and he just says, "Ask Joe Gibbs." <laughs> oh, I fucking loved it. Yep. <laughs> um. So, what did you think about that situation? <laughs> Listen, um, I'm fifty fifty on it because half of me is like, "That's fucking hilarious." Like, as a fan, just watching. It's, yeah, that, it's, that's, it's that's good. Funny. It's it's good content. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to. It's fun to talk about. But the other half of me is like the moral, like, hey, should he have done this? Was it the right thing to do? Was it the right, you know, thing to say? Was the right time, the right place? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the reason I say that is is because, and they talked about this on DBC this week. If I'm waiting for you to say his name, Kyle. Bush <laughs> wants to continue driving for Joe Gibbs. He got to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and wants to continue making the amount of money that he's making racing for Joe Gibbs. He's probably the highest paid driver in NASCAR. Um, uh, well, uh, him or Harvick? Probably one of those two. Yeah. Um, but uh, if he wants to continue what he's been doing for the past, what, 10 years, 12 years, 14, 14 years? You've racing there since 08. 14 years? Yeah. Um, you, first, you got to show a little gratitude here. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hendrick said, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> all right? And Toyota and Joe Gibbs said, come on. We got you. Hello. Come on. And uh, they didn't have to do that. They no. took a chance on Kyle Busch, and they gave him. It worked out for him. Yeah, they gave him his second chance. And we know Kyle's never been the most humble guy in the world. and. <sighs> Uh, doesn't like to bestow praise on anybody um, other than himself. So 
I don't expect anything different of him, but you know, it's probably um, a better way to handle that. Um, I don't think handling your contract negotiations in the media mm-hmm. um, is ever a good option, and I I look at that in every uh, sport. The Debo Samuel thing in the NFL right now. I'm a big Debo fan, but come on, man. If if you want a new it's contract, the new generation go talk to the fucking these athletes think. Yeah, go talk to the guy that signs your contract, and if they don't want it, say, "Hey, man, will you trade me?" I don't understand why you gotta keep it. Why you gotta go public with? Well, it. they're trying to pressure him. I guess, but that's just I don't. I don't. And, like and that's all I Kyle Bush was doing. Kyle Bush wants to stay. Like he that's wants what NBA players do, and that's why I can't hardly watch the NBA anymore because of these athletes think they're they're Jesus Christ themselves, and they're. They're better than the organization, better than their team, better than teammates. Like, yes, you might be a better basketball player. It doesn't mean you just just say fuck everybody else and say I want this or I'm not playing. I'm gonna sit out the whole year. <clears throat> ben Simmons, but yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. Well, Greg Olson was on. Um, I listened to that one last Dale's week. podcast. That was a good one. Um, and he was talking about you know cuts at the beginning of mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the season in the NFL. And the last five guys, ten guys that make the roster aren't necessarily better than the guys that they cut. They're not necessarily better athletes or they're not necessarily better at their position, but they're better team guys. They're guys that will keep the the locker room camaraderie up. They will keep the locker room together. They're they're your glue guys. And NASCAR is a team sport. Um, you're always going to have your divas. You're always going to have your Kyle Bushes, your Kurt Bushes, your your guys like that, or that are always like me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. But eventually, that shit's going to catch up to you. It does to everybody in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Caught up to Cam Newton. Caught up to a bunch of other guys. And I think it's going to catch up with Kyle Bush. Now, with that being said, his I, talent has outweighed his yeah. quote unquote. Pettiness when, when so you, far. Yeah, when you quit producing, which he's won, what? Nobody takes up with that shit yeah. no more. He's won how many races in the past two years? He didn't win a ton oh, last he year. he won a couple last two. year. He won two, and he's won one this year. That and he, he only won into. one in 2020. Yeah. Now's at the end of the year. And he lucked into this so one he's this won year. four races in the past two and a half years. Yeah, so you quit winning. People are going to quit putting up with your bullshit. Now, with that being said, I think he's going to be at Joe Gibbs next year. I, do I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, if he did leave, I think he'd go to Stuart Haas. I think that's probably the only place that would be able to afford him. Take that 10 car? Um, or the 4. Harvick will be back next year. You think so? Yeah, he's under contract. I know he year. is, but he could be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm not racing. It just means he can't race for anybody else. Yeah, And true. he's not been great this year, so... Um, I think he's. He, I, I'll give you this. He might be. Kevin's about fed up with NASCAR at this point. What about four, that forty-one car? Might be open. Yeah. It probably should be. <laughs> should, me and you should take that forty-one car. Split time. We probably do better than Cole Custer. Yeah. That boy is all over the place. I'd like to see Eric Jones in that car. He do a lot better than Cole. So what do you? But think? that's. But usually that's the worst car, yeah. sort of. So what do you think about it? Um, it was like I agree with you. It was it was funny to listen to. Uh. But hindsight, like that's just that's not a good look. Um, you're making you're making Joe Gibbs look like like now Joe Gibbs has to answer to answer all this. Toyota's got to answer all this, and his associate sponsors that are not leaving Joe Gibbs in that 18 car are 
probably going to be like, what did he, really? You know, we're thinking about, you know, maybe sponsoring him full-time or, you know, for the majority of next season. And you say that shit? Like, they're like, that's, they're not going to go for that. They don't appreciate that. Um, like I, I appreciate Kyle speaking his mind because I think more drivers need to do that. And he's one of the ones that will say whatever the fuck he wants to say. And I, I do appreciate that. But when you're talking about sponsors, because that's what runs the sport. Mm-hmm. If you don't have no sponsors, you can't race. I don't care how good you are. So you need that 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 little angel on you on your shoulder saying, Hey, let's not say this. Let's not say that. And Kyle just I think he went a little bit overboard. Uh, I think he's frustrated with the fact that Mars and MMs are leaving him, but that's sponsors come and go, you know, all the time in NASCAR. And I just don't think he's used to it. Usually the, the I mean he's had that eighteen car for what do you say, fourteen years? Mm-hmm. Mars has sponsored him for fourteen years straight, almost every race. He's never had to worry about sponsorship for 14 years, and all of a sudden now he's having to start looking for other sponsorships. So I think it was just kind of a heat of the moment. You know, he don't like to talk to people anyway <laughs> in the press. So I think it was kind of just a mixture of just a bad situation, and it it he he didn't use the right set of words, and um, he's got to live he's got to live with it because he can't take that back. I mean, he can't come on Dover this week and be like. Oh no, we're you know I was just kidding last week. You know yep. nobody's gonna nobody's gonna buy that. Well, I got a couple things um, on that. The first thing is there's a difference between speaking your mind and running your mouth. Kevin Harvick, when asked questions like that or other difficult questions, he speaks his mind too, but he gives a thoughtful, well ex- well articulated explanation of why he thinks what he thinks. If you think back to the beef that he and Dale Jr. had when he said, I think they're at Phoenix, and he said, hey, I think Dale Jr. stunted the growth of this sport. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty, that's a fucking, in NASCAR, that's sacrilegious. Like, you don't talk shit about Dale Jr., you don't talk shit about Dale Sr. That's yeah. You don't do that. Yeah, Kevin did, but he gave a five-minute explanation of why that he's, he said what he said. Mm-hmm. And then he came on Dale Jr.'s podcast because they've had beef since last year and gave and even more of an explanation. Yeah. And he said, yeah, no, hindsight, I probably could have, you know, handled shouldn't that have, differently. Yeah, shouldn't have said it but, the way I said it. But that's what he thought at the time. He said it, and he gave you a well-articulated explanation of why he believed it. Now, whether or not you agreed with him doesn't matter. But if you're going to talk about something, explain why you're, you, you think what you think. Explain why you're saying what you're saying. Don't just say, ask Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Sorry, bye, goodbye. Mm. Like, why are you saying goodbye? Are you saying goodbye to Mars? Are you saying goodbye to NASCAR? Are you saying mm. goodbye to Joe Gibbs? Are you saying goodbye because you're leaving the interview? Yeah, it's open ended. Like, you don't know you, what do you, what do you take from that? And, and I, I guess agree. it's a little. I mean, he's he's explaining it. You know, I mean, not explaining it. He's leaving it up for interpretation. So we talk about him. So yeah. there's there's that aspect. But like yeah. a lot of people. I bring up Bill Belichick. A lot of people think Bill Belichick gives a shitty interview. Bill Belichick gives a great interview if you ask a good question. Mm-hmm. So I think back, there's, a, there's a, a video. It's like 15 minutes long. The reporter asked Bill Belichick a question about punting. Mm-hmm. About punting. Why the punter, how much has the punting position changed since he's come in the league? Bill Belichick gave a 15-minute explanation about fucking punting. 
I remember, yeah. Punting. I've, I've seen this video. So, like, you can do it. Bill Belichick, if Bill Belichick can do it, Kyle Bush can do it. You know, yeah. just, you have to, the The reporter has to take some of the onus here. you got to ask a good question. But, you know, Kyle Bush is also, I would say, 70. That wasn't a terrible question. No, it's not. But, you know, what was the question exactly? I th- or, like, or, what happens, or what do you think are about? Are getting antsy about the, you know, considering of, of Martin course is leaving? Is. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. He Why don't you deal ask? Because he said, cause that, that's how it started. I forgot about that. Sorry, guys. He said, are you getting antsy about, or when would you want, uh, you know, some uh, details about possibly new sponsors? He's like, yesterday. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that so, was the beginning of this. So that's not, to me, that's not a good question. Of course, he's he's antsy about not having a sponsor. I think it's, we should go over in the press and. Uh, that's his fucking livelihood. <laughs> if you're gonna, there's a different way. There's a smarter way to ask that question. Hey, we all know that he's antsy. Why don't you ask him? Hey, I understand that you're you're looking for sponsorship right now. Is there anything that's going on right now that gives you hope for landing a new sponsor? Mm-hmm. How are contract negotiations going? With new sponsors, if there are any, yeah, you know, n- you don't, you don't ask yes or no questions when you're a reporter. You don't yeah. ask questions that have one word answers. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, I don't know, make the almost, question yeah, co- worth the effort. Co- coerce the and coerce is a bad bad word to use there, but what you word have to did you use? coerce? What the hell is that word? Coerced to like manipulate you into doing something. I've never heard that word in my life. Well, it's because you're fucking retarded. <laughs> um, <laughs> you have to, you have to pull the information. You have to understand how to get people to tell you what they want you to tell them. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's it's like I'm saying. It's like what I was trying to say. It's like you gotta ask a question that requires a a, a decent amount of thought yes. instead of yes or no or I don't care or no or especially somebody like Kyle whoever. Bush that's going to say yep nope yep every yeah. time you ask a question unless you, he's winning the race yeah <laughs> and if you ask him a question that he can't answer with yep nope guess what he's going to answer the fucking question or, or he's going to walk away yeah so you know and if he walks away that's on him that's not yeah. on you as a reporter in the day Kyle you got to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you can't do that. <laughs> but he really can't. I mean, he's got a. If you ain't got no sponsorship locked down for next year, you can't act like a dick and just throw your owner and your manufacturer over the, under the bus that you've show some gratitude. Yeah, that that supported you now for fourteen years when they could have got rid of your ass in twenty eleven after doing what he did to Ron Horn today. Shut up. And earlier year he did kind of the same shit to Kevin Harvick. So, but, uh, Denny, Denny, <laughs> one Joe gives driver to another Denny Hamlin. Uh, so uh, obviously after the race at Talladega, both of his cars wrecked on the last stretch of the race. And, uh, he said a few little, you know, pain and, you know, and I'm sure he's talking about a car owner because he think he's a, he's a car owner. So he's having that car owner type of, thoughts too he didn't have he ran out of gas at the end of the race too so he didn't have a good uh finish to his race and his own team as well but um and then he posted a uh a family guy segment on twitter comparing kyle larson to this individual uh 
uh, on a clip on Family Guy, and it was an Asian person just driving through saying, just hitting people even though they weren't clear. Um, I forgot what he said. He didn't have it up for long. I don't have Twitter to begin with. But um, he was comparing that to Kyle Larson's move against Kurt Busch, which took out Kurt and uh, Bubba Wallace at the end of the race. And uh, he took it down shortly after reading the comments saying it was offensive because America's so soft these days. And now NASCAR's making him do sensitivity training. Uh-huh. What do you... What, <laughs> What do you think about that? Several things here. Um, hilarious. Funny as hell. Oh, I, I loved it. It's I loved great. It. Um, similar to the uh, the Kyle Busch thing, though, is just got to be a little bit smarter. Uh, yeah, you, you're representing. If, if, I, if, if I post that clip. Nobody pro- says anything. Probably not a problem. Anchors um, not going have a problem with that. Uh, you know, we'll <laughs> see. We're not big enough yet. We'll see. Um the the thing is is in you know in in today's 2022 climate anything that can be considered racist is automatically considered racist did denny hamlin have any racist intent with that i don't think so post no it had nothing to do with the fact that this person was an asian driver and kyle larson happens to be like seven percent asian or whatever it is mm-hmm. he's like half asian but it is what it is I think it's like third or something um it had nothing to do with that he, they were making a joke because the way that this Asian person that was driving this car turned, racist. turned left in front of all of these cars without looking. Or turned right, technically. Or, well, well, it was. Tur- I think in Family Guy they turned left. Well, yeah, because well, anyways, but, but Kyle went right in front of the 45 car, and it was a similar action. So it was more to do with the content of... And and the the driving yeah the way he action yeah. than it was anything else. Now, without it being said, if that if he posted that about Christopher Bell or Tyler Reddick or mm-hmm. Chris Busher, the three whitest people you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> William Byron, William Byron, now. yeah, <laughs> there probably isn't an issue here, but because. Kyle Larson happens to be a third or a half or 15% or once met an Asian guy, <laughs> it's considered racist. So, Denny took it down, and now he's doing sensitivity training, which, yippee. I, don't, I, mean, I could care less, and it's stupid. It is. I mean, NASCAR, they got to do what they got to do. They got to save face. But The reason why they're doing this is because the – Denny, who he was making fun of, quote unquote, and they're good friends. The driver of that five car is why they're making him do this right now. Yep, because of what Kyle but, did in twenty twenty. But what people don't understand, well, they may not understand it. Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson are friends. Oh like, yeah, they're they, buddies. They, they hang they, out. Yeah, they play golf together and all yeah, that stuff. Bush. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I agree with you. It was funny in the moment, but Denny, you got to look as you're sponsored by FedEx and Sports Clips and Offer Pad and Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota. That, like, like you said, there's some things that individuals, if we don't have no sponsorship, no ties or nothing, you know, we can say whatever the hell we want. Pretty much, we we don't have no consequences. You know, nobody's looking up to us as 
role model, role, role models, role models yet. We're not selling anything. Yeah, we're not selling anything, except a good time. But Denny, on the other hand, and my body. <laughs> that's a whole different ball game. Um, but Denny's got just—he's got a real. Before he sends that, I always like I've heard this. You know, we were when we were in high school, we had a little class about this. Like you know, think about what you're doing before you send that thing. You know, before you sent, hit post or send or whatever, because it's always going to be there. Um, you think about the consequences, and then he just—I felt like he lacked a little self-awareness there. It was funny. If you're just a random NASCAR fan, it went completely under the radar. But you're Denny Hamlin. You're one of the sport's most popular drivers, or maybe not popular, but most polarizing drivers. You can't infamous. always say what you want to. Yeah, infamous. Say what you need to say. You can't always say what you want to say, say what you or need, need to, to say. say. Um, even if, you know, it was a joke and I don't think Kyle Larson had any problem with what he did. Um, but the fact is that other people around this country are soft as banana pudding. Softer than baby shit. Softer than baby shit as well, that they're going to get in their fields and they're going to complain over a keyboard because they're a bunch of bitches that you can't, you just got to watch what you say. You can't do that. You can't do that. Um, I'm with Denny on this. I don't see nothing wrong with it, but the way, like you said, the way our climate is in 2022, got a whole bunch of libtards and retarded people in the in this country that just don't understand jokes and, you know, having a good time and actually disagreeing with somebody without just screaming at them and saying racist or, you know, you're a white privilege and all that junk. It's, it, it's a mess. I'm going to stop because I'm going to get in trouble here. Yes, it's going to be some... Some political undertones. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, everybody's got their own opinion. There's things that offend you that don't offend me. And there's things that offend the guy next door that doesn't offend us. So, you got to, whether or not we agree with it, you know, sometimes it's not worth saying, and I know I'm, I'm fucking pot calling kettle black here because I have zero filter and if I think it it comes out of my it's mouth. It's coming out. But I'm going to come. Yeah. Uh, but you know sometimes it's better just left leaving especially jokes. I'm the worst at just saying like random shit because yeah. uh, I think it's funny and nobody else laughs. But you know in this situation um, having a little awareness uh, might might have helped Denny out a little bit. Um because, like I said, I didn't have a problem with it. You didn't have a problem with it. I doubt Kyle Larson had a problem yeah, with it. That's what I said. I don't think Kyle had a problem but, with it. But, you know, one person probably did, and, you know, it only takes the one. So, yep. um, whether or not that's right. Especially if you're white. It is what it is. So, um, on to a uh, l- Less cooler, lighter note. Yeah, cooler, more nostalgic note. So, we mentioned last week about the old Jeffrey and Larry Mack. Uh, going uh, racing at the Xfinity Series with the number three car on Saturday. And boy, they about pulled it out, man. Almost. Almost. Almost got a there. Hell of an. It looked like he looked like his, grand, his grandfather. Dale, Dale Sr.'s grandfather, right? I think it's his uncle. Is it? Is it his grandfather? It might, it might be his. He's Carrie's son, right? Yeah. That's yeah, his granddad, then. Yeah, his granddaddy. 
He looked like his granddaddy there those last couple laps, boy. Yeah. I was I was cheering for Car- uh, Carrie. Yeah. I like Carrie. Jeffrey. <laughs> they need to put Carrie in that car next week. Uh, hell yeah. Probably do a pretty good job. But no, I uh, just kind of your reaction to seeing that three car with Larry Mack on the boot on the on the I, booth. I'll on be the honest. Pit box and yeah, I, I'll driving be through there. I thought I like Jeffrey, and I think Jeffrey's been screwed. Pretty much his whole career, him and him and Jeb Burton have had a very similar career, um, and I like both of them. Um, uh, but I was I was more excited to watch Larry Mack, yeah, to see him back on there than I was about Jeffrey. I th- I thought this was more about Larry Mack than it was about Jeffrey. At least it was to me. I think it was about Larry Mack in that three car. Yeah, it wasn't ne- necessarily who the driver was. I mean, it could have been Austin Dillon. I think it would have been really. I think much. it would have been really cool if Dale drove the car, um, which I don't. I doubt he'll ever ride at Talladega again. But no. um, yeah, I th- I thought it was really cool. I thought they were going to win the race, um, working his way up through there uh, that last lap. Uh, he got to Noah, just. Uh, didn't didn't have enough time. He didn't have enough momentum. Didn't have an, he uh he kind of stalled out when he got to him, which yeah. that's uh that's plate racing. Um I think it's it would have been a good story if he won, but I didn't think he needed to win the race. Well, uh, I think uh it was the highest rated Xfinity race since 2014, 16. It, I think it was 16. I, I think it was at Daytona or something. The Daytona First race of the year, they told him. I think yep. it was the, it was the highest one since then. And coincidence, it was when that three car and an Earnhardt was driving a three car and Larry McIrtles was on the pit box. I mean, that's yeah. what did it. I mean, and it's Talladega. I mean, Talladega is one of the most watched races of the year on all three series. So yeah. I, I loved it. Uh, I mean, I really don't remember Dale Earnhardt much. Uh, you know, when he died in 2001, we, you were, were you four yet? Uh, yes. Okay, I, I was still... Just turned four. I was just three. I was still three. So, I don't remember Dale Earnhardt, like, living. Um, But I remember my dad, like I said, dad, my dad was used to be a Dale Earnhardt fan. And then Jeff Gordon came along and stuck it to him, and he's like, I'm going to cheer for this guy. So, it was awesome to see that three car and Earnhardt driving it. Um, it was like uh, Dale Jr. drove that three-car at Daytona in the July race 2010, mm-hmm. and he won that race. It was awesome. It kind of gave me those vibes. It was cool to see. Um, just came up one one spot short. Uh, I, I don't really necessarily think, I'm, I'll be honest with you here, I don't think Jeffrey is that good of a race car driver. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest with you. But I think your stricter plate races – He's got that Earnhardt blood in him to where he can make the moves when he needs when it needs to be made. He can make some things happen. That's what you saw on that last restart. I think he restarted what eighth, and he got up second. So I think his granddad was riding with him there on the end, and uh, it was awesome to see. Um, happy for Jeffrey and the whole three team, RCR and all of them, Larry Mack. I know Larry had a hell of a time. Uh, he like he enjoyed himself back on that pit box. So. Uh, it was just overall a, a good moment, good race. I wish, uh, I wish more shit like that would happen. You know, some more, and I think NASCAR needs to embrace. I'm probably too far away from the microphone. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think NASCAR needs to embrace 
and we do embrace our older drivers, you know, but um, I think our older drivers need to embrace NASCAR too. Um, not just our drivers, our crew chiefs, our team oh, owners, yeah. everybody. I think I know we do the throwback weekend um, one weekend a year, but I think it would be cool if, you know, every now and again, I, I think it'd be cool if Newman came back and ran a race in the Xfinity Series or the Cup Series or if Jimmy Johnson, I know Jimmy Johnson was talking, he's had some opportunities. He's turned them down because they're probably for fucking Rick Ware. But, <laughs> um, like, it, Jeff Gordon, I know he came back and ran that 88 car when, when Earnhardt was hurt. But, like, mm-hmm. he's never getting in the car again. And I'm not saying he has to go out and run fucking Daytona 500 or something, but I think it'd be cool if he went out there and ran a truck race or... Truck race at Bro- uh, Martinsville. Or something. His like, best they, track. Yeah, like... That'd be awesome. If, if just to, you know... I don't want to say as a gimmick, but you know, to drum up some interest to, to during get, the regular season. To, let's, yeah, let's be clear. To get don't some, do it in the playoffs, like, but do it in the regular season. How cool is it every year to at least for me? And I wasn't a junior fan. I I hated Dale Junior when he was racing, <laughs> but it's I know one race every year I'm going to watch in the Xfinity Series every year, mm-hmm. and that's a race Earnhardt's in because I want to see if he can still do it. Yeah, and he can. If he was in the Xfinity Series. He'd probably win some races. Oh, yeah. If he, you know, and he was never the greatest driver out there, but he can still do it. And I guarantee you, if you put Jimmy Johnson in that car, he'd go out there and he'd compete. If you put Ryan Newman in that car, he'd go out there and he could compete. And how cool would it be for the Noah Gragsons of the world, the the Jeremy Clements, the, the guys that run in the Xfinity Series, and they've been in the Xfinity, Xfinity Series for a while, to compete against Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Newman, these guys that they watched racing growing up. Mm-hmm. I know it would be cool for me to watch them race each other, so I, I guarantee it would be awesome for them to watch, or yeah. to, to do, excuse me. Yeah, I agree. It would, and I think that would bring more buzz to the races. I mean, more people would come. I mean, you're having problems with people coming to the Camping World Truck Series and the Xfinity races because nobody cares, really. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, I mean, there's no, I mean, you got some personalities in all in both those series, but I mean, NASCAR has been on downhill downhill trend now. I mean, it's starting to it's evened out now for the past couple of years. Starting to actually go back up a little bit, but you need to have people care about the sport again. And I think bringing old guys that's what the, that's why the, that's what the whole thing of the SRX is mm-hmm. bringing old drivers back. Bill Elliott, Tony Stewart, Bobby Labonte, uh, uh, who else? Michael Waltrip, uh, Dave Blaney's running it this year. Dave Blaney. I mean, you got all these these Cup guys that weren't necessarily I mean, they weren't all good, but people cared about them. It's guys we watched growing up. Yeah, and people care about that. So if I feel like if you have more people doing that, just, you know, legends of the sport, just kind of doing a one-off here and there, a truck race at Martinsville for Jeff Gordon would be perfect. I've never seen Jeff Gordon in a truck. That would be awesome. You do Jimmy Johnson Xfinity uh, race at Dover. I mean, do do one-off races at these tracks that these guys were dominant at. And I think a lot of people would tune in. A lot of people would come to the track. It would. It stirs up, you know, the the older crowd. You know, people that have disowned NASCAR. Yeah. So, yeah. and you know, I know we we're an old fan base to begin with, but you know, if if I'm there, if if I'm a kid, and my dad's a huge, I don't know. Jimmy Johnson fan. I'm five, six years old, and I never really watched NASCAR. I can't remember ever watching NASCAR. Say, 
my dad quit watching NASCAR when Jimmy retired or whatever it is. Because there is situations where that happened, especially with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And one weekend I'm at the house and dad's watching an Xfinity race because Jimmy Johnson's running at Dover. And now I'm sitting there watching an Xfinity race, and it's the first time that I'm watching a NASCAR race that I'm going to remember. And something awesome happens. Maybe maybe Noah Gragson goes out there and bumps Jimmy out of the way to win a race, or they race side-by-side for the last 10 laps hard like at Darlington yeah. uh, with Ricky Craven. I'm hooked. I'm hooked mm-hmm. for life. You just created a new fan because Jimmy Johnson came back and went ran one race, mm-hmm. and... That's all, it took. that's all it took. And now you got one fan. And maybe next week it's Jeff Gordon. Mm-hmm. And the week after that it's Ryan Newman. And the week after that it's Greg Biffle. The week after that it's Matt Kenseth or Carl Edwards. Mm-hmm. I know Carl probably won't do it, but <laughs> it's yeah. that's how you you have to integrate the fan the the younger fans with the older fans. You have to be able to pass on the the knowledge and the the passion for the sport and there we missed a generation in there somewhere you know after we were the last generation me and you and and maybe a couple years after us we were the last ones that really took an interest in NASCAR there's nobody in that 15 to 19 age range mm-hmm. 15 to 20 age range right now that watches NASCAR nobody Mm-mm. it's we nobody watches it that's in high school right now and you know, we're probably never going to get those people. Yeah. But if we start them young, you know, with, you know, a little bit of nostalgia for the older folk, maybe that brings in the new generation. It might be something worth trying. Yeah, I agree. It uh, It's something to think about if you're NASCAR. And if you can get Legends of the Sport to just come on for a race every year. Um the only problem I see with that is it could get stale. Think about, oh, Greg Biffle's racing again this week, or, oh, this is, you know, Ryan Newman's race this weekend, you know. It could start losing interest in a way, but it's worth a shot. Yeah. I mean, it can't hurt no. Um, if you can get these drivers to, you know. I'm And I'm sure these teams would love, love to freaking get Ryan Newman and Greg Biffle and Carl Edwards and Matt Kenseth and Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson to race one of their cars, you know sponsorship's going to be right there. You're going to have sponsorship if you're talking about those drivers. And that's more money in your pocket for the race teams. So I think it's a win-win over, uh, all around. The the only issue, and it's the last thing I'll say about it, the only issue with that is, is actually convincing them to do it. Them to do it <laughs> because, you know, they're not, they're not going to be making what they were making. You know, they're going to have to do it for the love of it. They're going to have to do it for yeah. fun. They um, can't pay what they... Normally, yeah, you're not going to go out there and you know pay the mortgage off with it. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, it's something to think about. That's for sure. All right, time for the uh, the greatest segment known oh, to to man, to man <laughs> uh, especially in a NASCAR podcast. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. Or what do you? You I, can't do it. Do that. Do it. You can't do that. <laughs> that. That. It. You're doing it, and you can't. That's no, what you're doing. I am your father. No, Luke. No, that's not possible. I am your father. Yeah. No! No! <laughs> that's not possible! Join me. Okay, anyways. We're going on our geek segment here. 
All right, I'll let you go first this week. What you, you are got? My brother Anakin. <laughs> I, I loved you. you. <laughs> I hate you. Dude, I can't wait for the Obi-Wan series. It's going to suck. I'm going to um, come. No, it's not. All right, you want me to go first with this? You can't do that? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I've got... I'm, I'm debating here. There's one on Saturday, and there's one on Sunday. Which one are you going to go with? You're probably going to pick the other one, whatever I pick. Yep. All right, so I'm going to go with the 54 car on Saturday. Ty Gibbs... If you didn't watch the race on Sunday or on Saturday, uh, was probably seventh or eighth. I think he was the. He's on the outside line. Yeah, he's the second or third car on the outside line there. He's running all right. Uh, Ryan Seed comes up, gives him a shot. Next thing you see is a uh, your number one sign come out the driver's side window. Um, flips flips Ryan Seed the bird. Um, as he's trying to get back in line. As he's trying to get back in line. <laughs> Um, the problem with him trying to get back in line is he, he was clearly looking in his rearview mirror while he was flipping looking in front of him. Ryan Sieg the bird. Uh, the, uh, as he's turning left to get back in line, um, there's a car there. Uh, Daniel Hemrick gets fucked. He's a race car driver um, for college racing, yep. in case you didn't know. Yeah, so uh, he wrecked himself and Daniel Hemrick, and I think another car was collected in it, too. I think it was like four or five. Um and uh, just wrecked his day because he was too concerned about flipping off Ryan Sieg, who did A, nothing wrong, and B, already owes him one. So, <laughs> Ty Gibbs, you can't do that shit, dude. I mean, it's, I want to I wanna be pissed off, but it's funny. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's funny. Comical. It's funny how stupid this guy is. And, and you he's know, so good. Somebody, somebody is going to beat his ass one day. Um, I don't think it'll change anything, but it'll be fun to watch. And I can't yeah. wait for it. I would love. He's gonna take that nineteen car. Uh, but as we were just talking about, I would really love for Ryan Newman to come back and race in the Xfinity series <laughs> because I would love to see him. Oh my and God! Ty he, Gibbs get into it. He better pack a. He better pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> if he fucks with Ryan Newman, he better pack a he lunch. He better pack son. a lunch. He better bring fucking IVs, fucking <laughs> splints, blood thinners. He All better, that shit. He better bring a fucking first aid kit, tourniquet, <laughs> fucking wound packing equipment. That motherfucker, he might kill him. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Ty Gibbs, you can't do that shit. All right. Well, my. And that's the way, that's a good one. I, I agree with you. My you can't do that segment or moment of the weekend is the sixth car. Just what? <laughs> you can't speed tail pit road. His car was broke. Yeah, it was broke. It was driving. It was driving fine to me. You don't use brakes at Talladega, asshole. To get on pit road, you dumbass. And when did he have his problems? On pit road. Hey. You realize you had okay. Oh here's the thing. First time, okay, I'll give it to you. I won't. I won't count you. You know, you have a speeding penalty the first time. Your brakes ain't working correctly. Hey, guess what? Second time, let's back it up a little bit here. You might give up some time, but at least you'll still be in the fucking race. You can't speed on pit road twice at Talladega. That's a that's a death. You can't do that because especially you got this is one of your best opportunities to win a race. And get out of the shitter in the points right now because of that penalty from Atlanta. 
you have to use some self-awareness. It's like, okay, if my car or my brakes ain't working the proper way, I need to back it down a little bit. I might give it some time, but at least I'll still be in the contention to win this race because I'm one of the best super speedway drivers out there. And you speeding twice takes you out of it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, then. That's why you can't do Brad, you, you've had a lot of these moments this year where you're just throwing caution to the wind and say, fuck it, we're going to do it, and we're going to try it. And next thing you know, you're in the fence or you're coming out pit road, you're breaking, you're spinning out or something. Brad, you have to realize what your car is capable of and what your car is not capable of. If your car's not capable of getting down pit road at a decent speed without speeding like other cars are, hey, back it up a little bit. Give us some time. You should still be in the fucking chance to win the fucking race. Instead, you're a lap down finishing 23rd. I thought you were going to pick Ross Chastain Bach in the field to stay on the lead lap. No, I want to do that to irk your nerves. That motherfucker <laughs> about Kevin LePage the field. Because um, who, was, who was on the inside? Because he went to the middle. Who was on the inside? Michael McDowell? I think it was Michael McDowell. I think it was David Reagan. No. Yeah, it was a yellow car. It was Michael McDowell. Was it Michael? I'm pretty sure it was Michael McDowell. Ross just said, hey, I'm going to go up in the middle and try to he did it on purpose, and he said he didn't he give a fuck. He said he did it on purpose. Yeah, he said he didn't Dude, give a fuck. That's what I, I, I No, No shit. I kind of love Ross because he don't give a shit. We don't. He don't give a He's fuck what anybody Chevy thinks. He's my favorite Chevy driver. I thought it was uh, Kyle Larson. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I really thought it was Alex Bowman. Yeah. <laughs> He's better than fucking Chase Elliott. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. And, you know, yeah, Brad, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't, because I think he... Uh, I'm not blaming it on him. I mean, I know it was the car, but still, like you said, you bring up a good point. You know it's a problem, so, so don't adjust. Get in there. Yep. Make adjust an adjustment. to your situation. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't... I think if we have a you-can't-do-that moment of the year, it's going to be Ty Gibbs on Saturday. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're going to do for our last episode That's of the, year? the stupidest <laughs> motherfucking... That is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I, I how... Retarded. So let's mark that down as a nominee for you can't do that moment of the year. I mean, I'll never forget it. I, <laughs> I, I was sure laughing. I'll forget it. I'll never forget that shit happening. Flipping a guy off, trying to get back in line. And, <laughs> and then dumping it. somebody Just because you fuck. Uh, it's so dumb. Oh, oh man. man. But uh, Dover's coming up. Yep. We're running a little long this week. That'd be all right. Uh, Dover's y'all, coming y'all up. Like, like, y'all like uh, long, or you like long podcasts, don't you? I do. The longer, the better. <laughs> That's what she said. It is. Just not to me. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Dover, uh, what you got going on? What, what do you think is going to happen? Um, so is, uh, obviously, Cubs racing. Is, I know Xfinity's racing. I don't is th- is I trucks d- racing? I don't think the trucks are there. I don't think they race at Dover. No, they race at Dover. Do I, know they? They ra- I know they race at least once. There. Well, I think they only race it over once now, don't they? They don't race twice yeah, anymore. Yeah, they got Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. So they don't. They don't race in the trucks. Trucks won't, trucks won't be there. Okay. Well, having said that, um, Xfinity races at one thirty on Saturday. Guess what time the Cup race is? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Sure. Anyways, that's all right. I'm off work. So am I. I had to. I had over. to take. I took it off because they're like. I took Saturday off because of 
we both have obligations on Saturday. We're going to be at the same place. We will. So we're probably going to miss the Xfinity race on Saturday. And I, mm, I'm going to miss several things on Saturday. Like, <laughs> but the memory. Sunday, they're probably. like, they're asking me, they're like, I was like, it's like, because I took the whole weekend off to begin with. And I was like, yeah, I can work Friday and I, pro- I could work Sunday if I needed to. And then they asked me uh, this past weekend while we were at work. Like, do you so you want Saturday off? Do you want Sunday off too? I was like, Hell yeah! It's like I got enough hours. Like, yeah, go ahead. So I'm off. I'm off Sunday too. So I'm only working one day this week. One day this week. Listen to this. You I haven't worked in a week. I worked last Thursday night, and I'll be working Wednesday. A week from today. Oh yeah. That it's two days in two, two weeks. weeks. But you've been doing like other stuff. Yeah, shooting guns and being learning with... learning about how to be a leader. Yeah. Did Did you get anything from that? I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. Uh, but anyway, so I'll be able to watch the race on Sunday. Um, I'm actually I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of looking forward to it. The short track racing this year has not been good. It's not a short track. It's one mile. I consider it a short track. It um. It is an intermediate it's a, oval. It's a bigger Bristol, is what it is. Um. The banking and the cars. Uh, I mean, the cars will be durable. Um. So I think you can beat and bang. You know, come off corners. You know, losing the. I think you're gonna have some guys. You know, run out of talent off the uh, off the corners and two and four because Dover is a track where it'll. If you take a break for a second, it's gonna eat you alive. I think this car is harder to drive, so I think you're going to see a little bit more mistakes than you're usually seeing at Dover's races the past couple of years. Um, I'm expecting a pretty good race. Um, I mean, not an A-plus or nothing like that, but um, usually at Dover you have a couple guys that are really fucking fast, and I think, uh, you know, as long it's as you keep... Brad long as you, Huh? Brad Keselowski. Yeah. As long as you keep up with the track, <laughs> Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, because he's good there. If you keep up with the track, make the right adjustments you need to make during the race, because the track's going to change. Especially when it goes sunny to cloudy. It seems like every Dover race you have a sunny part of the race and you have a cloudy part of the race, and it the cars change drastically. And I think you'll have that on Sunday. Um. And I think at the end of the day, uh, I think it'll be a battle between one or two guys, about 40, 45 laps to go. Whoever has the best car will uh, pull away, and it'll be kind of a a route from there. I agree. Um, I think it's going to be a really good race. I'm actually really looking forward to this. I think these motherfuckers are going to be flying around there. I feel like this car is going to work really, really well at this track. Um, I don't know why. I don't really necessarily have any statistics. or. Um, I don't know where you're getting your statistics. Any uh, error. What, what, what movie was that off of? No idea. Oh, damn. It was... Uh, Super bad. No, it was fun with J- Dick and Jane. Never Jim Carrey. Yes, you have. I have. Um, but... Uh, I, f- I feel like this car is going to be conducive to racing at this track. Um, it's just a just a gut feeling, Bush. Um, <laughs> a gut feeling that I have. Um, I think they're going to be really, really, really quick in the center of the corner. Um, I think they're. Uh, I think they're. Uh, 
think there's going to be some wrecks. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, auto club style. Uh, guys just will find one minute, backing it into the fence the next. Um, I think I think it's going to be. Uh, I don't. I want to say wreck fest, but I think it's going. There's going to be some attrition. And like I said, I think they're going to be moving. I think it might be one of the uh, the faster lap times at Dover that we've seen in the past couple of years. I think it's going to be a quick race. I don't think it'll be quick because there'll be some wrecks and, um, but uh, I I do think the cars will be fast. I think they'll uh, they'll be they'll be ripping around there. I think I think it'll be uh, pretty much a one groove racetrack though. I think they'll be. Running. You don't think you can use the high line? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. You, technically, you really you cannot use the the high high line at Dover. Yeah, you can run the middle there. You run um, the middle, but not but the... uh, I think the bottom be the uh, the dominant line. I think whoever can keep their car loose without wrecking, which is Dover 101, yeah. who can ever loosen their car up the most and not back it into the fence, is going to win a race. And that's why Jimmy was so good there is because he was a master at driving a loose race car. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think there'll be some guys that wreck. Brad will probably be in that list. Um, <laughs> but uh, probably. It'll, uh, it'll be a good race until that happens, that's for sure. <laughs> well, prediction time. I need to need to get back into my winning ways. Yeah. You won, so who do you pick? If I go first, winner goes first. So we're five and five. Dover. Hmm. Dover, Dover, Dover. I'm going with Martin Truex. Whoa! Thank you. I thought you were gonna pick my guy. <laughs> you should have. Chris Buescher? No. Nope. <laughs> That's not. I'm a going terrible. Martin Truex. He's good at Dover. It's I not think a terrible. He'll pick. get a solid top five. He'll finish ninth. But um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for leaving me this guy. Um, There's Al- a guy named Al- Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman's <laughs> gonna win a race. <laughs> Alex Bowman's gonna win a race. He's a hack. He is, and he'll probably back into it. But um, <laughs> he's good there too. Uh, Hendrick cars have been really strong the past six weeks, eight weeks since the beginning of the season, um, except for the nine car. Um, okay, he's only the points leader. But yeah, he had won a race yet. The only one. Oh, oh, he's the points leader. Go ahead. Yeah, well, he fucking it don't matter. He ain't he gonna finish win a race. top ten every week. Go ahead. That's fine. He's average. He's gonna win four races this year. He better start winning. <laughs> hey, uh, but Alex he's gonna win at the right time. Alex Bowman. Um, like I said, he's won here before. He dominated that race uh, that he won. Um, he's uh, he's probably the best driver in that lineup, other than Kyle Larson. And William uh, Byron has two wins. Hey, luck. You said he was one of the best drivers in NASCAR. When did I say that? Like two weeks ago, after uh, he won Martinsville. Show me the clip. <laughs> um, I can pull it. But uh, yeah, so he's gonna win a race. Um, that's really that's really it. He's gonna it. he's gonna outrun Martin Truex, that's for sure, and I'm uh, very confident in that. So, uh, okay. yeah, I like I like uh, my odds this week. Okay. I like my odds. I think, gonna, I think I'm gonna take the lead this week. The Toyotas have been really inconsistent this year. That's fine. They're really good at Dover. I think they're gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot like uh, Richmond. They were really fast at Richmond. I think they're gonna be really fast at Dover. Yes, sir. <laughs> sounded super strange. It probably did. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for uh, for us, 
for for me, for you, for and him, for us, for I, for the y'all. The best of friends will always be. If by chance we disagree, fuck you. Here's to me. I'm not gonna say mine. Um, <laughs> my toast is not female friendly. No, don't say uh, that. Family friendly. Excuse me. Uh, What'd you say? Uh, female friendly. Female. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't female, female friendly either. either. Uh, but uh, yeah, for Riley Embry, Trent Davis, this has been the Highline episode 13, talking about Talladega. And we'll catch you next week. Go Cox! Go Tigers!